Hey everyone, uh, back here for the uh, podcast again. Uh, today we're going to talk about the 21-22 PBS awards application process and some information that can help you with that. Um, I'm Dane Michael and I'm also here with Alexis Kirk and we're here today to uh, learn more about this process. The high points that we're going to discuss today is the, is the basics of the 21-22 award application, uh, what does binder evidence look like, the scoring rubrics, some resources, and then just some frequently asked questions that you, you, you all might have out there. Uh, so Alexis, we'll go ahead and let you just start off with the summary. Uh, glad to have everyone here today uh, for the podcast. Yeah, it's really exciting. There's been a lot of excitement and a lot of um, great work going on that's about to be showcased around our region. So that's really exciting. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to talk uh, to you about, and Dane, I know that you've had these questions too, is around the TFI and the awards application. So the last uh, two years, we've had some variations in the awards applications due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's created so what some- what you're saying here, Alexis, is it's going to be a little bit different uh, right. moving forward and trying to work through this year. We're going back to the way it was pre-COVID, right? Um, where the application, there's no more staycation anymore. So um, whatever award level that you're applying for, you have to have the supporting documentation for that award level. Um, so that's created some confusion or some questions around there because we did have a couple years where there was, you know, those changes for- Where we um, allowed people to have some uh, some flexibility with more of a, a, sm a smaller right. submission due to, due to COVID. So, you're going to walk us through some of the changes, and then I might have some questions for the audience members uh, that they might that they might still have. Great. So, um, if you are applying for a bronze recognition, one of the big changes or the big change for the 2021-2022 school year is in the scoring rubrics. And we'll put a link to uh, this Google um, folder that we shared with you in the show notes, Dane. Um, I think that would be helpful for them. Um, but you'll notice in that scoring rubric on the right-hand side, so it's got all of the TFI features and it looks just like the TFI. But if you go to that end, that second to last column where it says required data sources, that is new this year in that everything in that column must be submitted with your application for bronze. When you look at silver and gold, then they go, it goes back to that recommended data sources. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind is to make sure that whoever is scoring your application has those required data sources um, and each one of those on the bronze. So the bronze we'd be looking at would be the tier one, um, and there, there would be some, and that's it's a it's in a companion so to speak with the TFI. So then there's going to be some required data sources I see to your right, and again, Alexis, we're going to share this with the audience members. But right. um, you look, the title for this would be the tier one tier fidelity inventory scoring rubric. It's in uh, one of the folders, so you can see out to the side that they have these re required data sources. So some of, for example. One of the required data source sources would be uh, tier one team roster with their identified roles, which right. uh, which looks the same as one one on the TFI, but it's just to have that evidence to support. 
right? And what you'll notice is that it does line up exactly with what the TFI feature asks you to do. So there, there are no surprises there. Those are just, it's the first time that those specific items are being required. Um, the other piece to keep in mind, if you're going for a silver or a gold, which is tier two and tier three, um, the, you must have an external facilitator. So whoever your SST or ESC consultant that's assigned to you for PBIS must be um, a part of that, that work. Um, so just keep that in mind if you're going for those, one of those two levels. Also, when you submit your application, you can submit um, a hard copy, right? You could use a binder. Or if you've been using, um, say, Google Docs along and you want to submit that in electronic format, you can do that as well. What is really important that is submitted with your application is that JPEG of your PBIS team. And you'll see that right there on the cover um, of the application but just make sure that you have that team photo um, submitted in a, um, in a JPEG format. So you can um, either send that with your consultant, send it through the PBIS mailbox, um, either way, as long as so we have- I'm hearing you saying this year is you could submit it uh, by, by paper still, or Correct. you could also submit it electronically through Google. Through Google, either way, we can score it um, either way. Yep. Great. Um, another question that we've had has been around um, the that May 1st is a Sunday this year. So the applications are due by May 1st, but it is a Sunday. So um, our SST has said as long as we receive it by the close of business on Monday the 2nd, that is fine as well. So. Which makes sense. So that's in, so that's a good reference point to the frequently asked question page. So again, there'll be some resources that will be shared with this uh, with the podcast, and that's number one. So number one on there uh, talks about the question and answer of the May first, and then uh, being able to submit on May second. So I think that's there's there's some other questions that that come through here. Is there any other ones, Alexis, that you'd like to highlight in the resource? The only other thing that I think that comes from this awards application is there are a lot of resources in the resources folder. So if you're an early childhood program, there's the early childhood companion guide. Um, there, of course, the TFI is in there and some other resources. So you might want to check that out. If you're going for a district award, um, the district application is in the awards applications as well. Um, the school profile template that's not going to be used for scoring this year but it is really important um, reflection information where you can think about your report card data as it applies to uh, your level of recognition or your office referrals or your incidences of challenging behavior if you're an early childhood program um, so that th those provide some really good reflection points but they are not used for the scoring themselves right um, so just keep that in mind. But those are really the high points around 
the application this year. And of course, if you have questions, you know, I know you're available, I'm available, Kim K. Adams and Angela, we're all here to help and support. And I know we've all been out doing walkthrough tools for buildings and there's just been a lot of great excitement that's been going on around this application process. And couldn't, um, couldn't, agree, couldn't agree more, Alexis. And I think one of the big things that you can see is as you, as you listen to this podcast, if possible, get to a computer, um, follow up, uh, even if you can listen on, at a computer, uh, you can look through the awards application uh, folder. There's a lot of good information in here. Again, the award application resources, uh, there's a, just information that you can use to uh, build on your, uh, your team and your uh, process as you work towards bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, Alexis, do you have anything else really that you'd like to add? I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, I we'll hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your day and uh, stay tuned for our next podcast.